Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Chapter 32, and I will begin reading in the 24th verse, coming down through verse 30. Genesis chapter 32, verse 24 through 30. Praise God. A little bit later on, are, I, I'm, those that are on the multimedia, can I have your attention just a minute? Well, I... I, I I know they've got what I think they've got what I just gave but I also would like to give them uh, Genesis chapter 28 verses 20 and 21 and uh, I'm sorry 28, 16 and 17 20 and 21 I apologize for that but I do want to say it is our pleasure and our privilege of being here tonight praise God and uh Brother McGee sounds like that uh, I came over on the ark. But but I, I don't believe I look that much older than he does. So, I mean, looks are deceiving. And, uh, uh, I, you know, I, my Lord, I, just because everybody don't do this long as I do doesn't mean that, you know, that we're a relic in, in Pentecost. But, uh, but uh, I do want to say thank you, Pastor and uh, Sister McGee for allowing us this privilege. And uh, I don't know if you noticed a while ago, but your pastor was talking about that then we shall see him face to face. And unbeknownst to him, that's what I want to preach about tonight. Face Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I want somebody to know here tonight that God is not a million miles away. And if you will but give him the opportunity, you can see him face to face. Somebody in this house needs something from God. You're in the right place. You're here for such a time as this. Praise God. Praise God, praise God. Genesis chapter 32, beginning in the 24th verse, reading down through 30. Now, now some of you folks are wondering if I can preach. Let me just put your mind at ease. I can't. So that way, if I don't do much, you won't expect much. And if I do good, to God be the glory. Because I understand a long time ago, if he don't do it, we all in trouble. Woo, praise God. But I believe that he's here tonight. Praise God. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. When he saw that he prevailed not against him, uh, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. 
as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou. You got to hear this tonight. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou. How many times have we heard individuals say, when God gets ready? I don't believe that's the answer. It's when you make up your mind. I believe that Jacob could have quit and left and never received the blessing. But Jacob said, I'm in a wrestling match today and I want you to know I'm not going to quit until you bless me. My God, somebody needs to get that tenacity tonight uh, that says I'm not going to let go until you bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hath prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God. <laughs> I have seen God face to face. And my life is preserved. Face to face. Let's lift up our hands all across this auditorium. And let's thank God for his word. Shall we? God, I come to you this evening. I want to thank you, Lord, for your love and for your mercy for your goodness and your kindness for all that you have done. And, and I'm asking God that one more time that you will anoint your servant. May the spirit and the power of God work in this revival. Uh, God, there are needs among us that need to be met. Uh, situations that need answers. Uh, and God, we'll give you the praise, the glory, uh, and the honor that is due unto your holy and precious name. Bless his holy name. Let's lift up our hands and thank him for his word, shall we? Praise God, praise God. And you may be seated. In Jesus' name. Some time ago, I was reading a religious leadership magazine. As I thumbed through and began to read this article and that article, I finally came across a small paragraph that one writer had written that literally smote me at my very being because it said, and I want you to hear, more than three quarters of adults 
in church attendance do not experience the presence of God during worship service. In fact, one half of all churchgoers admit they have not felt connected to God or his presence at any time in the past year in spite of regular church attendance. I've come to declare that in the denominal world that may be true, but it must never be said uh, of an apostolic church uh, that I cannot feel uh, the presence uh, of Almighty God. Well, somebody help me here tonight. Uh, I've come to declare uh, that every time we walk in uh, to the sanctuary uh, of the Most High God, uh, His presence is here. Uh, folks, I want you to know that God resides here. The presence of God is here. And anything that you have need of, God is here to minister to that situation. Somebody say, Russ Shepherd, you folks shout and dance, sing and shout and talk in tongues and Act like you like it. I do. Folks, you got to understand, uh, I came in this thing in a fire, uh, and folks, I'm going to leave uh, in a fire. Uh, I refuse uh, deadness. Uh, I refuse uh, not having a move of God. God's been dealing with me. May preach it before I get out of here, may not. You know what? We just need to get back to our roots. I said, we just need to get back to our roots. Uh, let's get back to being uh, who we say uh, that we are. Uh, and when we do, uh, the blind will see, uh, the lame will walk, uh, the dumb will talk, uh, and miracles will take place. I... Uh, I had a pastor friend who he said it was Sunday night and we had sung that same course about 30 times. I mean, you know, it just felt right. You know what I'm talking about? He said we... We'd sung it about 30 times and we were still enjoying it. And he said, I looked up and there was two couples that walked through our doors. And he said, up around the second or third pew, there was a little room and 
He said they marched down and they found a pew and we sung it about 20 more times. And he said, after service I went up and shook their hands and welcomed them to our assembly and said one man was a spokesman for the two couples and he said, Pastor, for the past year we've been on a spiritual journey. Said it has been with the consent of our pastor. They said we attend, we are members of a certain congregation and said for this past year, for one month, we go to a different church just to see how they conduct service and how they act and what they preach and and what they teach. And they said, this is the last leg of that journey. He said, "I, I welcomed them and gave them a schedule of our services and He said the amazing thing about it was Tuesday night was prayer meeting and they were there. We come on Sunday night to see how many loves the pastor. But if you want to see how many love God, come to prayer meeting. And he said, for the next month, we just sang and shouted, talked in tongues and preached and danced. And yeah, we get loud. Woo! But I'm telling somebody at the ballpark, uh, they'll be noisy too. Uh, so don't give me uh, that excuse. Uh, I can't stand the noise. Somebody help me here tonight. I'm telling somebody, uh, I love him uh, with everything that I have. Uh, He's been good to me. And he said for that, that next month they, they came. And he said finally, on the last Sunday night, after service, they walked up and said, Pastor, it's been different. Thank you for allowing us to come. But said, we're going back to our home church this week. He said, Tuesday night prayer meeting rolled around. They weren't there. Wednesday night, They weren't there. Sunday morning, they weren't there. But he said, Sunday night, somewhere about the 30th time around on that favorite course. He said, I looked up and the doors opened and here they came. 
And he said they marched down to where they had been sitting at and he said, I know it was probably not politically correct, but he said, I came down off that platform and went right up to the spokesman and said, what are you doing here? He said, you've got a home church, you got a pastor, and you're supposed to be there. He said, the man looked at me and tears began to flow down his cheeks. He said, sir, we went back home. <laughs> we went to our regular services. And he said, tonight I was sitting there and it was so dry and so dead and so boring. And he said, I looked at my wife and said, I know where we can go and feel. Wow! Feel the presence of God. Do you want to go? She said, come on. We got to go to the presence of God. Somebody ought to lift up their hands and love him with me. Oh! Oh! I'm telling somebody, uh, this Holy Ghost is real. Uh, it's genuine. Uh, it's life-changing. Uh, it will turn your life around. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost. We've got all kind of folks that are looking for spiritual encounters. We got those that go to see the fortune teller. But I come to ask you, if they know so much, why don't they win the lottery? We got those that are looking for somebody to read the tarot cards for them. But why don't you get in the book of life? Let me tell you about a book uh, that has life uh, and life everlasting. There are those who have gotten into channeling. Uh, let me tell somebody, uh, all you need to do uh, is step into the realm uh, of the Spirit of God uh, and you'll find yourself uh, in a place uh, where you and God uh, are communing together.
too many folks are stepping in to the new age movement. It's just another form of humanism. Huh? But I come to tell somebody I'm not sufficient in myself and neither are you. And if you don't believe it, I'm telling somebody the day's gonna come when you're gonna breathe your last breath and they're gonna lay you in the ground and I've come to ask you, what then? you will recall with me there was a man by the name of Jim Jones November the 18th of 1978 he talked 900 plus to take their lives in Guyana South America David Koresh April the 19th of 1993 told folks that he was Jesus Christ but on that particular day, they died a fiery death in Waco, Texas. And I don't know if you know it or not, but he ain't made it back and he ain't coming back. March the 26th, 1997. And you can call me crazy if you want to. But 39 members of Heaven's Gates took their lives to go to the next level aboard the Haley Bob Comet. Folks, I don't know if you know it or not, but if anything that comes your way wants to take life, it's not of God. Jesus said, the thief cometh not, but to kill, steal, and to destroy. But I've come. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Somebody ought to get their hands up in the air. Somebody ought to praise him for who he is. God, I feel it tonight. Huh? Brother Sound Man, can you give me just a little more volume up here? Folks, I don't mean to complain, but I've been preaching since last Saturday. And uh, I feel like I'm pulling a little load. Thank you so much. Uh, if we will, let's, let me slow down for just a moment. Most of us can recall... September the 11th. So with that said, let me read just a little bit of what happened around that time. Catherine Tully of Providence was raised as a Unitarian, but had not been to church in four years. Yet in the days following September the 11th, 
she dropped into the Trinity Episcopal Church of Boston and has kept right on going. She is one of the thousands of returnees who led many of us on the pulpits to herald a new religious awakening in the United States after the attacks. Initial findings justified our optimism, but Gallup reported significant increases in church and synagogue attendance and similar jumps in those affirming that religion was very important in their lives. Isn't it amazing that when we face death, our religious theology can sometimes make us wonder if we've got everything we need or not. And I'm telling somebody in this house today, what you believe may be good enough to live by, but I want to know, is it good enough to die by? One year later, the newest survey from Barna Research Group, a marketing firm that follows religious trends, indicated that people have returned back to their old ways. I walked in here to tell somebody, you got to understand, Nobody knows the day nor the hour. Ah, how many of those folks went to work that morning believing they were coming back to see their family, their wife, their children, but they never made it back. My God, I'm talking to somebody in this house that feels like that it doesn't matter. I've come to tell you it does matter for your soul is at stake. May I declare tonight that prayer and church attendance is more than an emergency situation, but it is a way of life. I'm telling somebody, you can get it right in this house tonight because God is here. Lift up your hands and love him with me, church. Genesis chapter 25, we read of the birth of Jacob and Esau. 
we find that in a moment when Esau, the eldest, was hungry, that he sold his birthright to Jacob for a mess of pottage. He said, it doesn't really matter. I've come to tell our young people in this house, our birthright is not for sale. I'm telling somebody, uh, I still believe in one Lord, uh, one faith, uh, one baptism, uh, one God and Father of all, uh, who is above all, through all, uh, and in you all. Uh, There is no other way. God. Genesis chapter 27. Jacob, with the help of his mother, they deceive Isaac. And Jacob receives the blessing of the firstborn. Oh, I'm telling somebody. Jacob is that individual that knew everything about going to church. He knew what it was like uh, to have a godly mother uh, and father. uh, But I'm telling somebody, uh, Jacob uh, was keeping God uh, at an arm's length. Jacob's name means supplanter. He was willing to do whatever he had to do to help Jacob. Our day and age, we call him a shrewd businessman because he was out for the big eye. After he has received the blessing from his father, we find that Esau lets it known that as soon as daddy is out of the picture, you mark this down, baby brother, you'll be mine. It scares, oh, it scares Jacob to the point that he takes off running. I got a feeling here tonight, we got folks that are running. I don't know if you've ever felt God uh, like you're feeling him tonight, uh, but I'm telling somebody uh, that he's on your trail. And it don't matter uh, how big and bad uh, or where you've been uh, or what you've done. Uh, God is calling your name tonight. Uh, God is walking. Uh, God is reaching. Uh, God is speaking. Jacob realizes that he's got to get away from, he's got to get away from, he's got to get away, he's got to get away. I want you to understand, he was running as much from God as he was from his brother. You didn't hear me. I said he was running as much from God as he was from his brother. Jacob that night lays down 
The scripture said that he had a, a stone for his pillow. He's trying to leave everything behind. And the word of God tells us in Genesis chapter 28 and verse 16 that Jacob awaked out of his sleep and said, Surely, God, the Lord is in this place. Some of you may never have thought you were going to meet anybody just like me, but that's okay. <laughs> Some of you may think I'm crazy, and that's okay. But I come to declare tonight that surely the Lord is in this place. Woo! Come on, somebody. That spirit of God is reaching out here tonight to some Jacob, saying, Jacob, you can't get away from me. You can't run far enough. You can't go high enough. You can't go low enough. I'm still God. Surely. The Lord is in this place. I said, surely the Lord is in this place. And let it not be said, I knew it not. One of the saddest situations there is. And I have seen it happen time after time. I've seen individuals up in the altar area praying through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And another individual in the foyer saying, I sure don't know. I didn't feel a thing tonight. Woo! Folks, I'm telling somebody that's dangerous ground. And he said, I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Some Somebody uh, needs to understand uh, that God has walked in uh, to minister to our needs. For this is the house of God. Would you lift up your hands and love him with me? God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm telling somebody, you said if I could just feel God, 
if I could just know that he's real. Folks, I've come to tell you, he's real in this house tonight. I'm telling somebody, surely the Lord is in this place. Some of you have made vows unto God. You've said, God, if you'll heal, if you'll deliver, if you'll make a way, I'll live for you. I'm telling you, sir, you better get up out of that pew and run to this altar while the presence of God has walked into this place. Woo! God, somebody needs to run to this altar. about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.